you've heard the intro music. Yeah, it's catchy. Yeah, I like it. I'm quite, I'm yeah. quite into it. Obviously, actually. a talented musician wrote that. <laughs> yeah, well, that was it. Would, well, we've had an interesting conversation today, haven't we? Mm, we about have. music. Yeah, yeah and um, well, kind of comparing modern day music to music back in. Well, let's say your day. Yeah, back in my day, which I'd say my day started in the early 80s. And it was music was good. Live shows were good. Um, the artists touring were, you know, maybe seven or eight, ten years older than you when you're a kid, unlike today where the artists are ancient. Um, so maybe that's a sign that music hasn't really improved. In fact, it probably died. Yeah, yeah, it's... I think it's definitely died. Yeah. You, what do you think? Well, Don McLean in American Pi, uh, American Pie, he said that the music died the day Buddy Holly had his plane crash, but it definitely come back to life, but unfortunately didn't go for too much longer. <laughs> and I, I've pinpointed a date when it did die again, and that would be when uh, American Idol first hit the screens in 2002. Okay. Because that was when everything changed. And everything was very manufactured. And, you know, people with, were pretty much um, forced upon us, weren't they? They were on a show. Then they released a song, you know, Kelly Clarks and all that sort of stuff. And that's where it's gone ever since then. People don't, don't uh, learn their trade like they used to in pubs and clubs and things like that. No, that's all right. But, and you were speaking of uh, bands that are still touring. Jeez, was it? Yeah, well, oh, yeah, the Rolling Stones. Talking Rolling Stones yeah. The Rolling Stones were big in the 60s. And obviously, and I don't think they've, they haven't come up with an original song since the 1980s, I'm pretty sure. Um, and it was rubbish anyway, the last album. And then Elton John, for example, who was big in the 70s and, and 80s. Um, and that was their day. You know, fast forward to 2023, they're the two biggest touring acts in the world, the Rolling Stones. You pay a fortune for their tickets. And Elton John just hung up the boots. Um, and, you know, he was big 50 years ago. So, I mean, if we look at the dates, you know, you know, when I was a kid in the 1980s, uh, no one from the 1930s or 1940s were the biggest touring acts in the world. That, you know, they'd been put to rest most of the time, but and rightly so. But it just goes to show that if Elton John, you know, who's a gap-toothed, rug-wearing freak, <laughs> and he's 76 or something like that. He's all right, he's all right. <laughs> but he's a gap-toothed rug. Have you seen his hair? Have a look at his hair in the 90s. When you see him Crocodile Rock, he's balding, and now he's got this horrific mop on his head. And he's got a gap tooth as well. But, um, yeah, so he's about 76 and he just plays a piano, nothing else. And look, he's a good singer, a good good musician. But seriously, what are the young people thinking if, if they're still getting beaten by him? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, and the Rolling Stones. I mean, one of them's dead of old age and the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, have a look at them. They look like corpses. Getting around the stage. I mean, Mick Jagger is about 78. And yet, hang on, where's the mid-20s rock stars? Why aren't they ruling the world? But I'm saying music hasn't... Well, we, My generation, we haven't moved on. 
because maybe there's nothing to move on to. That's very true. And uh, yeah, so the musicians from the 30s and 40s, the 1930s and 40s, they died out. They had their day. They were like little stars that you know they burnt for a little bit and then they were gone. And right, and that's how it should be. Yeah, people shouldn't be performing 50 and 60 years later as the best acts in the world. That's a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my book. tragic it is yeah tragic do you think elvis would have been still performing if he was if he had his opportunity <laughs> <laughs> well elvis would have been about 86 or 7 now okay and yeah, yeah. why not he he would have done it. he may have sung at his daughter's funeral just recently <laughs> and then moved on for a concert tour <laughs> You know, there is a conspiracy. Go on. That he didn't, uh, that Elvis hasn't actually died. No, I think he died. Okay. His arteries would have been <laughs> full of fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches. He was, he was cooked. <laughs> he looked shit ass. Yeah, he was addiction, battling addiction mm. and all that kind of But it was one thing to say there's conspiracy that he died, but why would he have done that? Where did he go? Yeah, like, what, what are you going to achieve, really? No, nothing. No. no. So, no, I, I think that's rubbish. I think he just died. Yeah, he had a shocking manager that ripped him to shreds, didn't he? Uh, early on, yeah, I think uh, Colonel someone or other. Yeah. And they just took advantage of the, mm. of the stars of the day. Well, since we're comparing, you know, music of the modern day to music back in your time, something came across me. It's quite funny. I had a bit of a laugh, actually. It's quite interesting though, but uh, we're comparing Beyonce to uh, Freddie Mercury. Yep. Um, so Beyonce's song "Run the World." Have you ever heard that? <laughs> I, I I think I would have heard. I would recognise it. Yeah. It's. I mean, I live in the world. I mean, I don't listen to Beyonce, but I would have been exposed to it at some stage. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite shit. But um, I want to read you the lyrics. Yep. Girls. Rerun this mother, yeah. Repeat it four times. Who run the world, girls? Girls, we run this mother, girls. Girls, we run this mother, and, and that's basically it. Wow, that's basically it. Now, okay, yeah. that song took six writers <laughs> and four producers. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's so few words, I mean, that's a word and a half each. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> that's crazy. But so you got six writers, four producers, and yet I'm sure if you went to Queen, uh, well, Freddie Mercury. Well, look at this, Queen, Freddie Mercury, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep, you know? complex, Co very complex, classic lyrics, song. You know, and classic song. Yeah, I mean, if you wrote, if you you can actually read the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody, they make sense. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the silhouette of a man, mm. Scaramouche. <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> All right, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. One writer, one producer. So you know, that, that's the that's where we are with. Talent. So so you've got a complex classic song um, performed by a great band, one writer, one producer, and a piece of crap from Beyonce. Six writers, four producers. That's right. And words that are just meaningless rubbish. Meaningless. Well, it's a it's a feminist masterpiece. Well, <laughs> which which planet is this on? The girls rule the world. Oh, 
careful. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. Is it Queensland? <laughs> Female Premier? I don't know. <laughs> well, getting back to Freddie Mercury. Yeah. He's quite an interesting fella. Oh, he, he was, yeah. He, yeah. he had four extra teeth, which they say gave him a bigger vocal range. And he was a weird-looking guy. Like, he, those teeth, they, you know, they had to go somewhere. So he looked like a bit, you know, he had that parroty mouth sort of thing, you know. But it, he was a great singer. And, you know, he was, he actually, he sang off-key, apparently. Okay. But it was perfectly off-key. And they never had to auto-tune him or anything like that. He was just a great singer. It's, I don't think it's going to be very long before we see a LGBTQ plus genre for music. Or well, does it already exist? Well, that, that Sam Smith oh, he individual. Is, now, he, that is a, he's a vile human being. He's very off-putting. Like he, he, uh, he's, and he, it's on purpose. I mean, he wants to polarise people. And, you know, that's just his thing. Um, so I'd rather not even talk about him because he's revolting. I mean, absolutely revolting. Getting around and he's... I mean, you you see little clips and that... Of his outfits. Yeah. He's just that? trying to be outrageous for outrageous sake and that's actually pathetic. You know, people who are just outrageous because that's who they are and they don't go on about it. They just are outrageous. That's pretty cool. But... When you announce how outrageous you are and then just go out and be outrageous, well, oh, you can't get stuffed. I don't like you. No. This just doesn't do it for me. No. So, yeah. Because was he, I think, was he throwing around urine or something at some oh, stage? Gee, I don't know about that. But I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> yeah. It was, or it was supposed to, that's what it was supposed to be. I don't know. He's just rubbish anyway. So, yeah, maybe that genre is already here. Um, I mean, Singers and entertainers and that have been, oh, for for eternity have been, there's been a lot of gay ones. So, you know, does it really matter? Probably not. But just now they make more of a thing of it. So, yeah. I mean, you can go back to you know the It's Raining Men days. <laughs> that song. Okay, it's very gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if they're going to do another version of it, but. <laughs> It's it's raining people <laughs> identifying as men. That, that does not as catchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it was. Yeah. So the big genre, I guess, but I don't really. I'm not for it. Yeah. I say all music should just be bunched in together. Um, Louis Armstrong was a very famous musician. Okay. Um, he sang. Um, what a Wonderful World, that song. Yeah, Very yeah. famous song. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah. He had a saying. He said, there's only two types of music, good and bad. And it's a pretty good saying. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because with everyone, you either like it or you don't. Well, this, I guess it's something, uh, whatever. But you either like it or you don't. Yeah. And, you know, as we've seen, it, it, there's only a couple of people write the songs for a wide range of artists. Yeah. And it's just... We, they write the songs and they fit the song to the person. Yeah. We have been looking into this, actually, mm. haven't we? So, Just a little. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, and, and there's uh, two guys that, um, there's, I think it was that Dr. Luke and Max Martin. Max Martin, yeah. So Max Martin was writing for Taylor Swift. 
who's, you know, got a real chip on her shoulder about men. How's Max Martin writing those songs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't he write uh, Katy Perry's music? As well? Oh, yeah, 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 Katy Perry. A lot of artists, yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. Yeah. He kissed a girl and he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they, he did. And um, I don't know, they just write the songs and they find an artist for them. Which, although, in saying that, that's not as new as it sounds because... Um, especially in the 50s, the, before a lot of black musicians in America became famous, they had a lot of good songs. Mm. And white artists like Elvis, Pat Boone, would rip them off or they, they'd sing them. They'd do cover versions of them. So that's happened a lot. Like um, you think of an Elvis song like um, Blue Suede Shoes, which was yes. absolute classic, wasn't written by him. Yeah. No, really? No, okay. it was written by, um, oh, his name escapes, Carl Perkins. Carl, Carl per- Perkins. Okay. And the, if you ever look on YouTube, the Carl Perkins version of Blue Suede Shoes, I reckon it's better than Elvis. Oh, right. Yeah, but Elvis, who didn't write songs, right, but he was a great performer, his manager wanted that song, so they went to Carl Perkins, and Carl Perkins sold it, and apparently told his wife, listen, it's my song, but I'll never work again. And he was pretty right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, you go. Uh, didn't Johnny Cash as well? Oh, yeah. yeah. Johnny Cash is not re- accountable for a, a lot of his songs. He did write some, but, um, yeah, no, he, he took a lot of songs as well. Yeah. Was, but in, when say, I mean, Willie, Willie Nelson wrote a truckload of songs for people. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Johnny Cash did some of his, but lots of people have done Willie Nelson songs. And, um, you know, it was. But yeah, it was very commonplace, certainly in the fifties and sixties. That, um, and like in Australia, like there'd be songs big in 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 England, and a band here would do the same song. You know, it was just yeah. So that's that's not new. It's not that's you know that's just always happened to music. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I just want to finish on something um, that was quite interesting. <laughs> That sounds so wrong. I just want to finish on something. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Yeah, I know it's terrible, but uh, it doesn't sound too great. But we uh, we had an interesting conversation the other day about um, units of measurement and music. Well, the the, uh, metric system does not fit into into music at all like, and we've got some great examples like um the song 500 miles by the proclaimers when you uh, translate it to the metric system so you convert it it becomes 800 kilometers now you try singing that you know where have you got you know i would walk 500 miles becomes i would walk 800 kilometers <laughs> And a thousand kilometers becomes sixteen hundred kilometers, which is just not musical. <laughs> and, uh, and then you know another good example is the Nine Inch Nails, a very hard band. You convert that to metric. It's a, I think it's the uh, two hundred and seventy millimeter nails. <laughs> not so hardcore. <laughs> and, and if you want to get something that sounds equally as bad, in metric and imperial. Russell Crowe's band, 30-odd foot of grunt, which would be, 
which would translate to about nine and a half meters of grunt. <laughs> and it sounded terrible either way. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, Russell Crowe. Oh, God. Just what, what was that? 34, 30 odd foot of grunt was Russell Crowe's band. So you've got about 3.1 feet to the meter. So you're looking at roughly nine meters. So let's just call it nine odd meters of grunt. Shocking name anyway, 30 odd foot of grunt, but nine odd meters of grunt is just, is just as bad. That's really bad. But it's not, it's not a very poetic uh, measuring system, the metric system, is it? Centimetres, kilometres, millimetres. It just doesn't roll off the tongue like inches, feet, miles. So it's just interesting. So just going back <laughs> to the I would walk 500 miles. Yep. So can you just convert that again? 800 kilometres. So 500 miles is 800 kilometres. Okay. Okay. So, but in the song, he says, uh, I would walk 500 miles. Yeah. I'd walk 500. More. More. That's a thousand. Yeah. So that's, and that, I'm just doing some calculations here. That is from Adelaide to Melbourne Hmm. and back. Now, he's he's talking to a girl about this. Okay. Now, that's going to take you a long time. And I'd say she's doing a lot of cheating in the meantime. <laughs> so by the time he gets back, sore feet, proved it a walk all this way for her, she's probably had about three or four other boyfriends. <laughs> you idiot, you Scottish idiot. <laughs> but really, there, there, it's probably more stalking tendencies. You know, if you're going to walk a thousand miles for somebody to fall down at their door, I mean, that. It's, he's a stalker, a weirdo. I mean, if you told your friend, you know, oh, I'm seeing this guy, he's going to walk to Adelaide and back for me, what for? I, I just, he just said he'd do it. That girl would just say, your friend would say, no. Yeah, well, move on. This guy's a Cheat. fucking weirdo. Man. Yeah. Cheat on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might as well. He's not a keeper. <laughs> It's, but yeah, as far as songs go, I mean, it really doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? I mean, have you got the lyrics in front of you there? Oh, I, I can get them up. I'll look them up. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's so, the name of the band? The Proclaimers. A, the, yeah, that's right. The Scottish. Uh, I don't think they had any other songs. Yeah, they, no, they, they, had, they had a couple of songs. Do they? Yeah. <clears throat> Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, the, just go to some of the crazier things in it. Yeah. I think he wants to throw up on her at some stage. <laughs> If you read some lyrics, yeah, but I would walk five hundred miles. I would walk five hundred more. Right, that's just keep in mind that's Adelaide, Melbourne, back, right? mm. and actually beyond. It's actually yeah, it's a long Adelaide, way. Adelaide to Melbourne and back is actually a bit short. So, yeah, yeah, just to be a man who walks a thousand miles to fall down at your door. Right, when I'm working, yes, I know I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the man who's working hard for you, and when the money comes in for the work I do, I'll pass almost every penny on to you. What? What a doormat! <laughs> you <laughs> idiot! <laughs> I mean, you imagine going to work and almost every penny goes elsewhere. I mean, you've already paid your tax, all that sort of stuff, and then oh, yeah, we. And we haven't heard how she feels about him, have we? I mean, he's 
right into her. He'd walk a thousand miles. He'd give her all his money. She hasn't said anything. Well, he, and, and when he's walking, I mean, what's he buying food with? He's giving almost every penny to her. <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> so go on. What, what else is in this story? When I come home, I, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who comes back home to you. And if I grow old, well, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who's growing old for you. But why would you grow old for, for someone? Yeah, wouldn't you grow old with someone? Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. He's dreaming about her. Oh, I'm going to dream. I'm going to dream about the time when I'm with you. Okay, so... Well, he's going to have to dream about it because he's out walking. <laughs> he's not spending any time with her. And he's out working and, and paying her everything. So, what, hang on. Yeah. So, this guy's working and walking at the same time. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, hang on. If I get drunk... Well, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I ever... No, sorry. If I ever have a hey, I know I'm going to be... I'm going to be the man who's havering for you. <laughs> well. So... Jeez, that's bad, isn't it? It is. It's, it's a really rotten song. It's, I don't know where he's finding time to work. Because he's walking. <laughs> and then he's drinking... And what's he drinking? I mean, he's got no money. This guy's a clown. <laughs> yeah, he he is. Though. He's in all sorts of trouble. Yeah, just quickly, like bands like the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, they they sold millions and millions of albums, uh, records and CDs, and records and CDs probably just aren't being sold like they used to. So, how else are these guys making money? Like, I mean, you can get all the music on Spotify. Or are they, where are they, they get they get small change? For it, the, yeah. the artist, but touring, touring. That's why Elton John and those guys are touring still because of the um, how lucrative it is. It's the where you make your money, um, and they don't stop touring. And if you look closely, all these bands from like twenty and thirty years ago, they they'll reform and they'll tour because there's nothing left in their music. You know, once you've you know your royalties and that, they just obviously stop after a while. And, um, yeah, they, they have run, to tour. Run out of money. Or you write songs that are used in films, advertising, yeah. that sort of thing. That's where it's at. Or, and merchandise. I mean, if you tour, that's part of touring, is selling merchandise. So you might buy a T-shirt with Elton John's face on it. <laughs> Gap to. <laughs> <laughs> or you might buy a commemorative toupee or something like that. <laughs> but uh, you, you have a look, like, He's a marvel because his hair grew back. It grew back. <laughs> well, it did because while he's seeing Crocodile Rock balding, and then you know go through the eighties and all that. And look, I'm not a fan of his music. I don't like it. I'm not saying he's not talented. I just don't like his music. And um, but yeah, his hair grew back into this. Well, I don't know how you describe the style. It's just shocking. Absolutely shocking. I mean, no one could like his hair. Have you, I mean, you've seen it, haven't you? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's awful, yeah. But, I mean, if you yeah. if you were to go back to the 70s and look yeah. at his hairstyle, like, you just say, well, it's not yours. Mm. Who, who are you kidding? You know, but th- there was still some crappy music back in the 80s, don't worry. There was some rubbish. Like, yeah. oh, I bet there were, yeah. I would advise anyone, get onto YouTube and YouTube a song called Shiny by Hazy Fantasy. We are talking the worst song of all time <laughs> by the worst group of all time. 
<laughs> so there was there was plenty of crap back then as well. So, but now it's just all. Well, I guess you could compare it to say highly processed food compared to it was more organic back in the day. Yeah, yeah. A Bieber would be what well, Beyonce. Let's say yeah. Beyonce. Is it just yeah. saturated fat? Yeah. yeah, like you would get it in a sachet. <laughs> Maybe you know you you put it in some hot water. And it'd sort of expand a bit and you eat it and it's a little bit tasty. You know it's not good for you. <laughs> Beyonce's a microwave now. <laughs> but if you're watching you know, your weight and your health and that, you might have a bit of in excess for, for lunch. <laughs> that organic raw sort of stuff, you know. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> What about the proclaimers? What are they? They just sound like a mixture of both, are they? No, they. I'd say they're something you dug up out of the yard, like some sort of root vegetable or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I never liked the proclaimers. I never did. And I really, I, even from a young age, like, and that song came out and I was probably a teenager, I hated the words. I just hated it because, you know, there, there's so many holes in that story. <laughs> I mean, why isn't he walking for charity? <laughs> so he could be doing that 500 miles and raising money for cancer research. But no, he's still going to impress a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, we better wrap it up. So um, we hope you enjoyed, and uh, we'll be back again next week. <laughs>